What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 586th episode of the Pokemon Podcast from South Korea, I guess. I'm your host, Steve. With me is <laughs> Hannah. <laughs> I am not in South Korea, although it seems like a pretty fun event, so I kind of wish I was. I am in a place that has been sunny for the past few days, but I haven't been able to go outside because I sprained my ankle this week. What? Yep. I was uh Were you making, making routes? My- you I were was making routes, weren't you? <laughs> you're making routes and you're trying no. to get people killed and you're getting all dangerous and you sprain your ankle. You've I wouldn't make first. a route that's dangerous like that. I would make yeah, a route on a forest path that has no streets. <laughs> Greg also here. <laughs> I am also here and I am gainfully employed once again. Yeah, so I get to start the wonderful oh. process of figuring out how to tell my pokemon sleep that i have a different sleep and waking up time because now i have to get up to do a job <laughs> instead of what <laughs> i've been doing which is like well whatever uh well it's normal time for you two it is uh 12 16 a.m for me i'm not gonna say that it's normal time because usually it's the afternoon and it is 10 in the morning yes. it is sunrise <laughs> with sprainy mcankle over there mm-hmm. woke up before sunrise here all right, well, we'll make it short and sweet. We're mostly going to talk about the... or <laughs> mostly going to talk about the Safari Zone stuff and how that worked, because this is the first time they've done an event like this, but we do have other Pokemon news, so let's get through that first. Obviously, we have to start with Pokemon Sleep. Before we do our check-ins, uh, leaves changing, warm drinks, and tasty treats, a special bundle, special bundles, will be added throughout the week containing lots of goodies free bundles also included check the store daily that's off the official pokemon sleep twitter i like our pokemon sleep overlords and the incredibly high prices they (laughs) set for us who's buying this but Uh, but the boxes are free there are daily free boxes it's so nice it's gonna be like one small ingredient ticket and then like two apples the next No, I think I think that the daily bundle is the same thing every day. It's two small ingredient tickets and two Poke Biscuits. Oh, that's pretty okay. Yeah. That's all I right. have so many Poke Biscuits. I don't. I feel like I catch every I day. I use all of mine. Yeah. I, I, what are you doing? Why? Most I'm of always, these things aren't worth catching. I'm always catching Caterpie. They all, though. <laughs> Because you could catch better ones. Yeah, yeah. When you keep catching them, they get better every time you catch the next one. That's what the friendship level is there for. Yeah, better better at what? Sitting around sleeping? I don't um, need you lazy people. <laughs> I feel like I'm you're not, being sarcastic. I'm not running a halfway house for Pokemon over here. Giving- I need you people to work. I need you to get into raids. I need you to fight this giant fighting bird. And I need you awake. What birds are you fighting in Pokemon Sleep? <laughs> I'm not fighting them in Pokemon Sleep. I'm fighting them in Scarlet and Violet. <laughs> yeah, the situation happened. There's a, there's a big mean owl that's yelling at people. Pokemon Sleep's still good. I'm still playing it. Yep. That, that's the check-in. I hit the button twice. <laughs> 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 that's it. Uh, get get <laughs> your free bundles, I guess. I do kind of wish that I had more reasons to give it money, but also not right now. No. Yeah. Not, dog. I think I, I think I agree with that. Uh, speaking of the thing you cannot give money anymore, Pokemon Bank. This is off NintendoLife.com. Uh, Pokemon Bank users encouraged to transfer Pokemon 
to Pokemon Home ASAP, quote, Banks online service may end at some point in the future. So this is following Play Pokemon tweeting Nintendo 3DS online services will be discontinued in April of 2024. While Pokemon Bank can be used beyond that date, this is what Pokemon is saying, we encourage players to transfer their Pokemon to Pokemon Home at their earliest convenience. I don't... As of this podcast, one, it is very late and I'm in South Korea, so we don't need a one hour. I could easily talk about this for two hours, is what I'm saying. But maybe not this episode. I don't know what the world looks like when this completely shuts down. Because we've had Mm. connectivity from Ruby, Sapphire, Colosseum, Gale of Darkness. Those are probably the oldest games up to now. And this one specific 200 kilobyte application is the last bridge that puts those games from the 3DS to the Switch. And what was the exact words? May not be available at some point in time is yep disheartening, disappointing, frustrating. It's a lot of things. Yep. Unless yeah. they just come out and say, we got something new, like a QR code that will generate or something that will send those over. I don't think they're doing well, that, though. You know, here's the thing that I thought of immediately. I need to get, I need to get you my copy of Pokemon Bank <laughs> so you can get the one thing you can get out of bank before it all shuts down because that's the only way you'll get it out of bank you have to get out of the old pokemon gamecube thing the only thing that only i have apparently oh, box that one box pokemon, pokemon, pokemon box. box so you have to get box and then do all the things to get the one thing before all this shuts down in 2024 yeah it's like a skitty with payday i think is exclusive to box and there's that a mute right. i think no, that's my... Well, maybe Box has Mew. My Pokemon Ranch has... Box a, had a bunch of stuff that I never did. Had a, a Mew as well. It was uh, like Rachel's Mew or mm-hmm. Jessica's Mew. Something I don't, like yeah, that. I remember her name. <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon Box was almost definitely a skitty, though, because that, that went along with Hoenn. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was a couple things you could yeah. get from Box. I think skitty was one of the final ones because it... Like, only Meowth knew Payday, and then they gave another Pokemon Payday, and then they took it away, and then they Skitty with Payday. I don't even know if Skitty with Payday from Box would still know Payday in... Well, Skitty can't even go into Scarlet and Violet, and Skitty can't go into Sword and Shield. So I don't actually know. <laughs> okay, here are the things BDSP? you can get. <laughs> you can get a special Swablu, a special Zigzagoon, a special Skitty, and a special Pichu. Oh, Pichu. My favorite Hoenn Pokemon. Perfect. There's like this over there. The the fans, I think, that are moving Pokemon from Emerald (laughs) or Diamond and Pearl (laughs) into Scarlet and Violet are probably one in a hundred. It's probably such a small amount of the player base. Most, if any of those players are still doing that they're probably listening to the show or they're probably like on like r slash pokemon ribbons because they're moving whatever thing they caught in gale of darkness up and over and trying to get all the ribbons i get it but at the same time like they kind of sold us this dream of 
your Pokemon being a, like, we're so sorry we couldn't connect the Game Boy to the Game Boy Advance. We're starting over. We're so, so sorry. It'll never happen again. It feels like it's about to happen again. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, this is a little, this is a little different in the fact that we've had this connectivity for a number of years now. <laughs> it's been a long time. And I think, like, I do agree. It's a very, very tiny amount of people that are still that haven't moved all the Pokemon that they want in in the number of years that we've been able to do this and or are replaying those games where they're getting things that they want to transfer up. I do hope there is some solution to keep the connectivity for all of that, but we've had a really long time longer it's than been about most, 10 years <laughs> longer than most <laughs> backwards compatibility works and for our company like nintendo who seems to actively hate backwards compatibility because they want to resell you stuff uh it's been nice that we could do it as we get closer to april of 2024 we will probably have this conversation again but yeah i suppose oh, if you are doing a ribbon quest maybe after hurry up <laughs> the DLC is good. Maybe you have a thing to do after that. Hurry up. Maybe you just... Gotta get that done. Maybe if you were starting, maybe starting a ribbon quest from Coliseum, <laughs> maybe now's the time to start it. Clock is ticking. Yeah. Okay. Uh, again, we'll we'll probably have more to say as, as we move closer to whatever nightmare situation that's going to become. Speaking of some okay news for Scarlet and Violet... Uh, if you are in Canada or the U.S., uh, there is a Mimikyu queue coming. Um, oh, gosh, I lost the date. I think it's October 14th they're going to be available. Uh, very soon, anyways. It'll be a Mimikyu and Cherish Ball. Uh, it will have the Electric Terror type. We've talked about this before. It will have the uh, Classic Ribbon. Um, so those are codes that you'll have to get from GameStop. Every time we bring up GameStop and Pokemon Distribution nightmare situations of they don't have a code they didn't get enough codes somebody came in and took 100 codes the gamestop employees are selling codes on ebay uh they're trying to sell you an issue of game Inform does game informer still exist they're trying to sell you an issue of game informer to get a code i will Pretty repeat sure it still exists i think it's only digital i think it, it yeah. might be at the very latest these are free gameinformer.com right there <laughs> you know game informer is out of minnesota minneapolis Yep, I know. I almost got a job with them. You do not need to pay anything to get this Mimi Q code, although they might be out. So if you care, <laughs> uh, go as soon as possible, I guess. I liked it for the brief period of time where they printed out them on receipts so yep. that no matter how many people came in, they could all get a code instead of just running out of the physical cards very quickly. While I do like collecting the giveaway cards... I liked it when I was able to go in there and know that I was going to get the thing I was going to GameStop for. The only thing I was going to GameStop for. You <laughs> the only thing anybody you know, like goes to GameStop Driving 20 for. minutes to GameStop for them to be like, we're out. And then... Yep. Yeah. I was told recently by a GameStop employee that they don't... They can't print them on receipt anymore. Something changed. Yeah, what? I don't think they can. Yeah. I don't know what the logistics was. When I worked at GameStop, there was just a button you pressed... And then because uh, that would print it on the code or on the receipt, on receipt paper. But once you like pulled it up in their ar archaic 
register system all you would do is like you would just hit the button again and then would do another one so you just keep tapping it over and over and it would just keep making new codes and it worked um i don't i don't know what changed i also haven't worked at gamestop in like 15 years so (laughs) i mean a lot has changed at gamestop (laughs) i promise you they're probably still using the same computer system though i mean i guarantee it but no way they updated that you know, apart from from nearly going out of business and being saved by the internet briefly, <laughs> there's not a lot of great things happening at GameStop. The other thing, the other news that happened this week is Detective Pikachu Returns arrived on the Nintendo Switch. It's been what, like four or five years since the 3DS one <sighs> came out in the U.S. It is available exclusively for Nintendo Switch retail digital. It's an interactive story with very simple puzzle elements. I wouldn't. Purchase this game if you don't like puzzles, number one. And I wouldn't purchase this game if you don't like interactive stories. If you like interactive stories with light puzzles, you're a very probably small (laughs) part of the market. But this game is for you. Hello, Professor Layton cast. But Professor Mm -hmm. Layton is like way more puzzle. I know. So much puzzle. It's all it's only puzzle. Okay, let's go back. For those of you who used to like to play Mist back in the day, <laughs> <laughs> this story at least makes sense. Okay, I went to two Targets on Saturday. Two of them. Two of them. To buy Detective Oh, you Pikachu. were going to pay for this game with your own money. Look, I was <laughs> celebrating, and I was feeling a little mad money. <laughs> So I was like, why not? I haven't purchased anything for myself in about seven months. I'm going to go get this dumb game and I'm going to play it. And I went to two targets and they didn't have it. It was a hit game. Neither one of them had it. And I went to the big target, the most popular target in Minnesota by the university, my local, my local target. They did not have it out yeah, of stock. that's because college kids Gone. are raving for Detective They saw the... the they, they saw Out it. of stock or never in stock, did you ask? <laughs> well, I don't know, because I wasn't there on Friday. Okay. So I don't know if they... I mean, the, the Northeast Target, my target, always gets everything because of the college kids. But I didn't even see a spot for it. Yeah. So I don't think they got it. And then I had to look online, and the only one that has is in Edina, and I'm not going to drive. Oh, but they're dry Edina, Where I can't get liquored up <laughs> to get Detective Pikachu. That's probably why it was you know still me. in stock, because there's no liquor <laughs> next to it. There's no liquor there. You have to make, you have to make that, that decision to buy that thing when you're drunk. Then I went to Amazon, and I'm like, I have Prime. They can get it to me on Monday. No, they can get it to me on Tuesday. Tuesday? Yeah, Prime's bad. What? Yeah. What is this world coming to? Just get it digitally. No, I need to own it. I need to have it. I want to touch it. I need to touch it. I don't trust digital. So Fair. I have not played the full game. I played the preview or whatever when I was in Seattle at PAX. I went to PAX for PAX, but then Nintendo was like, do you want to play Detective Pikachu for <laughs> 20 minutes? So, uh, I enjoyed what I played, but I did like the first Detective Pikachu. But again, I liked it because I thought the characters and the story they told were pretty charming as a game. It is 
in my opinion, kind of non-existent. Like there was maybe only one or two puzzles that were like I thought about for more than like 10 seconds. But even even in the what I played for the the sequel, if you got something wrong, there's no punishment. A lot mm-hmm. of the times it's like A, B, or C. And if you're like C, and then it's like, nope, A, nope, oh, I guess it's B. Okay, we're moving on with the story. Like that, like you cannot fail. I think the cool thing, at least I noticed, I don't remember in the first one, is if you got something wrong, Pikachu will at least like Detective Pikachu, not Pikachu, Detective Pikachu will at least like Detective Pikachu, Ryan te- Reynolds. Tease you or make fun of you, or like he'll have something at least witty to say. So it's kind of almost like I want to get it wrong. Because I, I want to see, like, I want to see him be sassy. So, there's, like, some charm there of, like... <laughs> got the more interesting that sassy nature. I don't think anyone thought Detective Pikachu was going to come out and was going to get, like, 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10, like, game of the year. You must pick it up this weekend, college kids in Minneapolis. Uh, it got, like, 7s. Like, 3 out of 5, 7 out of 10. I mean... It's the same game. Like, like it's not a, it's not a deep, it's not a deep game. I'm not expecting it to win awards. And I saw, I saw some comments of like, oh, Pokemon putting out another mediocre game. But like, in what universe did we did we think Detective Pikachu was going to be like <laughs> a groundbreaking? This was expected. I want my Detective Pikachu to be on the level of Elden Ring, please and thank yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> I need I need online hints. I need to know which weapons to power up. I need it to be open world and 300 oh, hours yeah. long. I need to be stuck on the same puzzle for 3 hours before I figure it out. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I was surprised by any of the reviews. I also don't think, I still think that, like, I'm as much, I'm, like, excited to play this game when I get back, for sure. And I'm probably, I'll probably try to play it in one sitting. I, I'm not 100% mm-hmm. sure how long the game is. The first game was maybe 10 or 12 hours long, if you were reading everything. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't long. It wasn't, it wasn't a big investment. I don't think I was, like shocked by anything that came out about it so like again i think it would have probably felt different or felt bigger or felt more correct if it came out around the movie yeah but there's just like nothing tying it to anything (laughs) it's just it's here now very late it continues the story from the first game Mm -hmm. and that that very much is what it is And we know a lot of people didn't play the first game, so here's <laughs> here's a recap, Nintendo put and out we a, hope yeah. you purchase this. Nintendo put out a recap trailer. I think I'm that watch trailer, it right before I play it. I think that trailer is in the game, too, that you can watch as well. Oh, cool. I bought it. I downloaded it. It took about 24 hours to download because my Switch hates the internet, but mm. I, I have it on Nintendo Online. That's all Switches. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. Uh, there are Detective Pikachu icons in the Switch icon store. It's not even a store. I don't even know what to call it. It's the My Nintendo thing. Yeah. Yeah, and you can uh, the Nintendo Switch Online. So if you have Nintendo Switch Online, you can go in there and go into the missions and rewards and get things with platinum points. Yeah. So 
There's a cool ducklet icon if you're into that. She's awesome. She's very cool. She's in the game. I believe there's also Cramorant in the game. That was really the main reason I want to play it. If there was no Cramorant, <laughs> I probably would have no interest. Uh, um, so we'll, we'll report back on Detective Pikachu. But if you are on the fence, um, I have a YouTube video that answers a bunch of questions about Detective Pikachu. So what I played of it. So if you want to know my thoughts, there's a YouTube video uh, about that on the channel. That's all the news that we have that isn't Pokemon Go related. I'm, there's probably something else I'm forgetting. Oh, yeah, I am forgetting. Decidueye came out. Grass, Terra, mm-hmm. Decidueye. It was fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It took me more than one try, but it wasn't too hard. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, uh, you know, you look, you look at Hisui and Decidueye's moveset, and you're like, it can't do that much different than the first decidui they're they have some different moves <laughs> i think that i think it is cool that this was the first seven star raid that the terra type matched one of the two primary typings mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. raid boss so what that does is it makes any grass type moves even stronger than what you expect and then on top of that, Decidueye has grassy terrain to make those grass moves even stronger on top of like sword stance and stuff. So I think that that concept is cool to show how powerful Terra can terrestrializing to your same type can be. And I did see how easy it was for people to feel very confident in the first half of that raid. And then for Decidueye yep. to go like 30 times in a row, it's like, I'm going to sword dance, I'm going to bulk up, I'm going to grassy terrain, I'm going to leaf play, yeah. I'm going to triple, like, there's a one point where he does, he does legitimately, I think, do three moves in a row. Yep. And I feel like if people don't stop to control that, that's where they lose. So it is yeah. like, again, maybe you've only done it once, maybe you did it with a coordinated group, maybe you got lucky and you weren't paying attention, but I do like kind of like failing the raid to be like, oh, I understand what their gimmick was. Because mm-hmm. when you succeed it, you're like, oh, that was easy. But what what were they trying to do there? It's obvious what they're trying to like set you up in that second part to be like, you need to control. It reminded me very much of Final Fantasy 14, where it was like, everyone needs to stop what they're doing. Do this right now for 10 seconds and then the rest will be easy. Well, of course, like there's always like two people that'll be like, nah, it's fine. And then it's like, no, just stop for nope, a second. Just stop for one second. I know the new raids just came out on Tuesday. The end of the Endwalker storyline just happened. Boy, are those fun. But yeah, the first time I went into them, I'm like, okay, you're telling me something. I don't know what that something is yet. <laughs> oh, I died. Now I know what that something is. Now I know what you're trying to warn me about. Yeah. Good to know. And Decidueye just gets stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger right in that moment. Yeah. I I did it random and I was mm-hmm. having a ton of just hang up issues where I would select a move and then it would do its whole thing, its three moves, and then I would just be locked out for a minute and then I would pop it and everything was done. And I'm like, I don't even know what happened. <laughs> Yeah, I, I didn't even see what happened to know what to fix. I almost uh. wish that because I think people 
when Decidueye does three moves, which is not the first time, I think the the original Decidueye yeah. also did like three moves in a row at one point as well. I think people think the raid is like lagging or broken. Which makes sense. Like I don't fault them, but it it's like it feels that way. It's like it no, feels he, that way. It, like if you do like I did it what like six times in a row. And it's like, no, he always does this specific thing when his I think it's like halfway through his shield or something like that. It's like a certain point in the raid where he's like, I'm going to swords dance. I'm going to grassy terrain and I'm going to hit you with leaf blade or something. Uh, I just again, I think raids are like two steps away from being perfect. Number mm -hmm. one is please tell us what is actually happening. Like it would almost be nice if in like a standard JRPG, I think in like bravely default or or persona they like kind of show in legends had this pokemon legends had this where it showed their yeah, like yeah. move thing in the corner of like he did this he did this he did this and it would be so beneficial if you could just be like in the corner see like okay swords dance grassy terrain leaf blade that wasn't the game lagging out those were the three moves he just did yeah they do it in pokemon yeah. go yeah <laughs> they do do yeah. it in pokemon go they do. And in, and in Scarlet and Violet, there's just so much going on, and they're still trying to use the normal dialogue boxes, and it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. They do do it in Pokemon <laughs> Go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, speaking of Pokemon Go, I did two days in Seoul. So uh, let's take a break. When we come back, I'll tell you about that experience and whether you should go to Barcelona or, I think for a lot of listeners, uh, Mexico City is close to the U.S., so... And that's like a month away, so uh, we will be right back. This podcast is brought to you by Ravensburger. Indulge in the timeless pleasure of assembling Ravensburger's extraordinary jigsaw puzzle. Ravensburger's brings premium quality puzzles crafted with the best attention to detail and the most unparalleled puzzle solving experience out there with a rich heritage dating back to eight. 1883 Ravensburger's puzzles have become an integral part of families' lives across generations. Share the joy of puzzling with family, friends, your neighbor, your neighbor's dog, knowing that your cherished puzzles will stand the test of time, more so than Dialga. Enjoy a mindful moment and immerse yourself in the world of captivating colors, stunning imagery, and amazing designs that will delight you or just people of all ages. Regardless of your preferences or skill level, you'll find a jigsaw puzzle that will suit you perfectly thanks to the wide range of imagery, themes, and piece counts available. You can start small and work your way up to puzzles over 40,000 pieces. If you're ready for the challenge, shop Ravensburger on Amazon today. This podcast is brought to you by Patreon. If you would like ad-free episodes of the show or bonus episodes of the podcast, you can head over to patreon.com slash PKMNCAST to support the show and get a bunch of other bonus rewards to go along with that. We just put out an episode that compared the London GoFest to the Osaka GoFest to the New York GoFest you want to hear myself hannah and special guest tone talk about all of that you can get that episode by going over to patreon.com slash pkmncast 
to hear that episode and to hear a bunch of old premium episodes that we have. And that will get you ad-free episodes going forward, so you don't have to worry about hearing this ad or future ads, and you get to support the show. So that's great. If you'd like to join the Slack, if you like ad-free episodes, if you like bonus episodes, if you want stickers or mail, if you like getting physical mail, once again, you can head over to patreon.com slash pkmncast to support the show. Otherwise, we hope you enjoy the rest of this episode. And we are back. Uh, Disclosure, Niantic did pay for my flight to Korea. Not mine. Not mine either. Not, not Greg's. Or, Hannah, nah, did, yeah, yeah, Hannah, not Greg's Hannah or tried Hannah. to get on the plane, and that's how Hannah sprained yeah, yeah. the ankle. <laughs> Running for that plane. Let me on. I, also I gotta go. For, they also paid for three days of hotel, and then they paid for my ticket. Whatever. How I think that was like 40,000 won, which is like $34 or something. So that's just not to brag. Just government disclosures I have to do that they did pay for <laughs> not these. Not to brag. I don't want to get... I don't want to get sued. Yes, I don't want, <laughs> I don't want Niantic to yell at me that I also didn't disclose. I have been here for 10 days. That means the other seven days I did pay for my other hotel, all that stuff. Okay, so the disclosure out of the way, this was a safari zone. The thing I've learned from streaming these on Twitch is no one has any clue what a safari zone is compared to a GoFest, compared to a community day, compared to uh, the, what are the other events they have? <laughs> it's weird because like, the big ones. The U.S. was supposed to have two safari zones, the Pittsburgh one and then the St. Louis one. That sounds right. Then they Mm -hmm. got canceled because of COVID and then they were at home and then the at home didn't work. So there was a makeup at home again, which that's no, that shouldn't surprise anyone. And then they (laughs) did end up doing both of those, but they had the caveat as like, you don't actually have to come. You could play wherever you are. That's where Greg's car broke down because we did go down to yep. St. Louis. But it didn't, like, it did feel like a safari zone. Also didn't because, like, people just didn't show up because they didn't need to show up. And it was, like, canceled, yeah. like, 14 times. Yeah. Yeah, it was. There was a safari zone in Canada. And then there was a safari zone, I think, in not not Barcelona, not somewhere in Spain. I can't remember. Sevilla? Sevilla? Sevilla, I think. think. And then there might have been one in like Mexico at one point. And then the one. Sure. Then there was one exactly a year ago in Goyang, uh, which is about 30 minutes from Seoul, north of, well, not North Korea, north of Seoul in South Korea. And that was at a park. And I've talked about that. It was, you know, it kind of felt like a go fest. But there was a giant lake and you walked around it and you felt kind of felt like uh, I have to walk another 30 minutes to get back to like food or bathrooms or something. Because it was just a very, very big lake at a park that you had to walk around. So to clear this up, a safari zone is like a go fest in the amount of time of eight hours usually and multiple days. Uh, and they have set spawns. And they usually feature one or two new shinies, like Goyang last year, I think, was Spritzy. This year, the featured shiny is Skidoo. It is pronounced Skidoo. Not, I, I don't pick the names. That's just how it's pronounced. Uh, and then... As opposed to what? Kid, sk, sk, well, kiddo is what a baby goat is, right? 
Well, I mean, a baby baby goes the kid. Yeah. But the word is kiddo that people are looking at. Oh, there. oh I see. I'm not so sure how skiddo? they say it. Yeah, yeah. Sk- yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's skidoo. Hey there, skiddo. How's it going? <laughs> we, how you doing? I could also make this a two-hour podcast about how to say skidoo's name. And then they did Evie with a safari hat. That was also featured. And so, unlike past safari zones, they took what I think they heard from feedback from Seattle GoFest or the recent GoFest, which is the city experience. And I think for the most part, people love the city experience because you can go anywhere. You weren't confined to a park. You, it was easy to, easier to get food because you don't have to rely on like 10 food trucks. Um, oh, yeah. There's also... Okay. So, there's GoFest. There's Community Day. There's Safari Zone. And then there was whatever the Hoenn Tour was. <laughs> so, Kento Jota Hoenn Tour, which are changing each year. Yes. So, I would say Safari Zone is below that. So, you have GoFest being your premium big event with really good shiny odds and a lot of different Pokemon that appear to... Um, the next level, which is like a Hoenn Johto tour, to then underneath that would be a Safari Zone. Shiny odds. I don't know what they were. Niantic doesn't tell us. I felt like they're not as good as a Hoenn tour or GoFest. Not nearly as good as those. Not even like the global GoFest. Because some people would argue that the in-person GoFest is better than the global GoFest. I would argue that. I would. I would say in-person is better than global. I, on average, would get one shiny an hour. And that's tapping a lot of Pokemon. That's catching everything. That's fast catching. I'm sure there are people that got more. But I don't think... I've looked, Literally, you could watch my streams. You could watch my footage. I don't think I'm like a slow <laughs> Pokemon Go player. I think I'm very good at moving and tapping and all of that stuff. Um, and that's what I really experienced last year. I go Yang too, which is about like one an hour. I don't like rating or reviewing events based on shinies. It just doesn't make any sense to me of like, man, 2020, 2020 GoFest was amazing because I got 50 shinies, but 2022 sucked because I only got two shinies. I just think that's like a, such a weird way to review an event <laughs> because you're literally you're literally reviewing it based off of RNG. You're just reviewing it based off yeah. of how many yeah. die, dice rolls you had. I mean, that's the only valid and proper measurement. So if you guys have questions, I will answer. But I will say, I overall, I really did like this because I think there is, I think it, it like thinking about Goyang and so flying 14 hours to South Korea and then getting a hotel in Hongdae and then taking a 30 minute train ride, which was very pleasant, very easy to do, just I wanted to stay in Hongdae to Goyang every day, which was two days. And then walking the same park for eight hours being like, I'm in a brand new country. And I now know the park like the back of my hand. I can tell you exactly. <laughs> I can pinpoint exactly what the cleanest urinal is because I've been in this park so much. Having to like explore the entire city of Seoul and being like, I haven't been here yet. Like both days, I went completely different directions and I saw brand new stuff and it was awesome. The downside to that is you're not always surrounded by Pokemon players because you're mm. in a city. So like in Goyang, 
there was the 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 picture area and the people trading and like it was really easy to be like do you have Bufaland? do you have tauros do you have kangaskhan do you have well halucha didn't exist people want halucha really bad that doesn't exist it does exist kind of but like not nearly the same as like we're all in a park experience so it's like weighing out those pros and cons of that it looked like there were parts of the city that they had decorated in Pokemon stuff, though. Yes. So that there were there were hubs or something? Yeah, there were three hubs. Uh, one was actually at the hotel that I booked. <laughs> I didn't know that that was going to be a hub. That was... Niantic was like, here's some hotels we recommend. And I was like, cool. Thank you for recommending some hotels. They were like, here's our budget, by the way. I don't remember what, like, don't go over budget. You can pick three nights. We mm-hmm. don't care what hotel. And the, all the hotels they recommended were all sold out. So I was like, okay, well, I want to be close to the hotels they recommended. So I, I picked the Skytree Hotel because it was literally 10 minutes away from the one they said they were staying at. And this one ended up being one of the three hubs. Amazing. Yeah, so there was a huge Eevee poster on the front of my hotel, and they had Eevee statues, or they had the the, the Pikachu Eevee statue, they had the Fuecoco Sprigatito um, Quaxley statue, they had, uh, there was a little K-pop photo booth in front of the hotel, it looked like a little bus, mm. just the next day, it was, all of a sudden it was a Pokemon bus. I don't know what happened to K-pop, gone, now Pokemon. <laughs> they had a bunch of tents yeah, set up, obviously, gone. to hand out visors and then they were playing the same song they've been playing for seven years the please if i'm going to talk about the worst part of the event it is that song please change it add two more songs in a rotation at least i can't imagine working there all day (laughs) with that song on on loop So this was one hub, and then the other hub was at Soul Tower, which sounded very exciting. I'll get to there. I went there last. The other hub was in, I can't say it, but uh, my friend DMS, who watches a lot on Twitch, he's lived in Korea. He's Canadian, but he's lived in Korea for 12 years. He teaches social studies. He thought I was going to say he teaches English, but he teaches social studies. Uh, He's lived here for 12 Ah, years. Surprise. Surprise. Shocker. He took me to this place. It was, uh, I don't remember what it's called, but it's, uh, it's a very touristy place. That was the second hub. And that had like a ton of little shops, a lot of, um, just a lot of touristy things, a lot of like handmade stuff over there. So that was the second hub. Same thing. They were handing out hats. They had Pikachu Eevee statue. They had a bunch of banners. And then the final hub was near Soul Tower, which if you don't know where Soul Tower is, it's on top of a mountain. So there's a couple ways to get on this mountain. Number one is you can walk up it. I don't know who in the entire universe is walking up that mountain, especially after walking all day. But you could walk up it. Number two is you could take the bus. There were buses that would run from the bottom of the mountain to the top. Number three is you could take a cable car, which I decided to do, which sounded awesome until you realized that there was a beer event at the bottom of the mountain. There was a wine event at the top of the mountain. There was also a Pokemon event at the top of the mountain. So everyone wanted to take the cable car, which was only $11 round trip to do. But we waited in line for an hour to take the cable car up to Seoul Mountain or Seoul Tower. And then when you were up there, 
there was the last hub, which had a photo opportunity, the hats, um, the they had there was the only one with a Jigglypuff standee. I don't know why. Every every place had Pikachu and Eevee, and then my place had the starter Pokemon, and then up there were Pikachu and Eevee, and then just a random Jigglypuff statue. <laughs> Jigglypuff was not featured in this event at all, so I'm not sure why <laughs> there was a Jigglypuff statue. But anyway, he was up around. there. And so, uh, like, being up there was beautiful. It was great. Obviously, you see all of Seoul from up there. I understand why they put it, understood why they put it up there. But, like, if there was more communication, I would almost be like, you would want to start up there mm-hmm. and then work your way down. Because, like, that being the final place I decided to go was cool because I saw the sunset. But also, like, out of your eight-hour event, you maybe don't want to wait an hour to go up maybe the bus was faster i have no clue (laughs) you could have walked it you could have caught pokemon while you made your way up there but you didn't have to start at any of the hubs right anyone could start anywhere because it was the city experience yeah you could you could start anywhere the coolest thing they did and this might have been the coolest thing niantic has ever done this is high praise i'm about to give i'm going to complain after this don't worry they actually mapped out the city with the EV stops in a way where you would follow it as a tourist and enjoy your entire route. But they did it so oh. clever where they didn't exactly tell you where to go. But anytime, okay, so they, they had these Pokestops that had flowers underneath them, and those were the EV stops. And so at any of the hubs, you would see the flower Eevee. And when you walk to that one, you would then see the next one or the next two. So it encouraged you to walk from flower to flower. And when you walked it, so we started at the hotel, right? And the first flower was the start of this huge river that's very touristy. And they had you walk down the entire river, which you would do as a tourist. Like if you're going coming to Seoul, you would want to do that river walk. And then when you got out of that river, it took you to like a shrine. And then you do this. You did the shrine. And then the next one was where like they signed the declaration of like independence for like Korea, where they like put mm-hmm. the Korea law into place. Which you would do as well. That's like a touristy spot. And then the next one took you to the second hub, which was that huge shopping area where I'm like, that's where my friend took me. He was like, everyone should come here because it's really cool. And that's where when I was coming back, I was like, I want to go back there because there was more stuff there. And then it would take you down to Seoul Tower. So it was like this huge, almost like triangle of just like every like every time I was like, oh, I need to spend more stops. Okay, I'm just going to go to that flower thing. I'm not sure what's over there. And I would get there and I was like, oh my gosh, this is where I was a year ago. Like this, this makes sense. Like the, it was so, it was like, it's kind of hard to explain, but like when you're in a city and you're doing the touristy things and the flowers are guiding you there and you realize what's happening, you're like, yes. When this you're is in where- a city and the flowers are guiding you there. <laughs> You would be doing the, the coolest thing is like you would be doing that stuff anyways. Like you're like if yeah. if this event didn't exist, these are where I would be. It just happens that like like it's very clear that the whatever employee at Niantic did this, they thought about it. 
And they had someone who knew the city. Yes, they yeah. had somebody that knew the city, and they told whatever executives at Niantic, this is what I want to do, and they were approved. And so I hope that there is some Niantic employee that is very familiar with Barcelona <laughs> that's doing the same thing. That is doing the same thing, because like as an exploration event, it was perfect. Like, they did it so well. Okay, here's the complaint. Oh, no, hold on. Before you get into the complaint, I have a very important question. How accurate is the American Korean corn dog to the corn dogs in Korea? I got, my corn dog was a little cold. So ours are better. USA yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she really did me dirty. When I ordered that, uh, corn dog was like 3,500 won, which is like $2.80. She did me dirty and she gave me a cold corn dog, probably because she knew I was American. She did me, she did me, it was, it was, it was not, she, she could put more ketchup on it too. I was really disappointed with my corn dog. Okay, the complaint is they advertised Safari Hat Evie. They're like, no Hat Pikachu's this event, you're going to get Safari Hat Evie. So those like all the, its evolutions and all of the shinies, all with a brand new hat. Yeah, and my thought process coming in is like, I don't care about Skidoo, I don't care about Electabuzz, I don't care about Vulpix, I don't know what else was spawning. Did that, I do care about Dedenne. I'm just going to go hard for EVs, I'm going to come back, I'm going to be like the Minneapolis hero. Everyone is going <laughs> to want shiny gonna be like, hey, Safari hat Eevee. I'm going to get as many as I can. I want like eight for myself to evolve I want them to be shiny. I want to have trade fodder. This was not advertised at all. The Pokestops I just talked about, the ones with the little flowers that guided you through the city, those, if you spun them, checked off a checklist in your today view, and it was spin one Pokestop, spin two Pokestops, spin three. So you could only get seven of those Eevees. They did not spawn in the wild. There was no Eevees running around. So in total, you got one Eevee to introduce you to the event. You got the seven that you would spin each day if you decided to do two days. And then you would get one for completing the seven. So in all, you got nine the first day and then eight the second day. That was it. You got no more Eevees for the whole event. So this thing that everyone wanted, like... I want to get as many EVs as possible because I want all the shinies. You were limited to 18 if you got, or sorry, 18, um, like 16, 16, 17, less than 20 17. For, the, for the entire event. But it was, they like advertised that that was like the new cool thing. Like they didn't like falsely advertise because they didn't say. It's still the new cool thing. It's just way rarer than people expected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I expected. I'm surprised it wasn't in the wild. That is like, that is like a, a weird and unfortunate signpost of things to come. I'm surprised it wasn't in raids. Yeah. They could have gotten raid money for that. And like the, the the Snorlax with a hat was in raids, but if somebody didn't have a ticket that remoted in, they just wouldn't get a hat. But yeah, it wasn't in raids. Um, it wasn't in the wild. You could only get, there was no, I thought that you would spin the stop and it would give you like catch five Pokemon and then that would give you the Eevee. 
So my, mm-hmm. so once I was like, oh, they're not in the wild. Oh, there are EV stops. Cool. There are like 70 stops in all of Seoul mm-hmm. that have the EV flowers. That's 70 opportunities to get EV. That's what I, and it was, no, no, it was, they just gave you, they gave you, the rewards were good. It was like Dedenne, Heracross, Rare Candy, um, like Pokemon you would, you would want. Yeah, I think it was a good, I think this is the pro- the way you do Safari Zone. I think having hubs is smart. I think mm-hmm. guiding you through the city is so much better than walking in a park all weekend. Doing for- routes the right way. They're doing <laughs> routes the right way. Yeah, I, I, I think they absolutely nailed the city experience. I think the maybe the shiny rate needs to come up a little bit m- Maybe the the thing I was also I felt was like when you go to like a Hoenn tour or when you go to like a Go Fest or when you go to um, a community day, no, not a community day. I would say like a Hoenn tour, Go Fest, old Safari Zone because they're in specific spots. Niantic can curate that a little bit better. We're gonna add more Pokestops. We're gonna boost the spawns here. Um, because it was the entire city, it felt like, oh, I saw four spawns here last night at this Pokestop. I'm seeing four spawns here today. So it was like, didn't they didn't like up the amount of Pokemon for ticket holders. It was, you know, this area is really busy, so it's going to get more spawns. This area is not really busy. So it, I don't know how to describe that. Like this, like the density felt not boosted. It wasn't like having an incense on the whole time. It was just normal amount of spawns. Yeah. Like, obviously, when you got to the hubs, because the hubs were in densely populated spots, there was a bunch of Pokemon there. But sometimes you're like, like from two shrines, it was like, oh, there's not a lot of Pokemon here because there's not a lot Mm. of cell phone traffic here and there's not a lot of shops here. So it's like, ah, you know, kind of wish there was like, two or three more Pokemon to click on while I'm moving between shrines. Uh, So, like, I don't think there's a perfect solution to that, but it did feel like I'm exploring Seoul, but I'm also playing Pokemon versus I'm in a park walking in a circle (laughs) playing Pokemon. So, like, good and bad. I don't think it's, like, worth traveling 10 plus hours to do. I think I said exactly the same thing for Goyang. Like if you're on the f- fence for like Barcelona and you live in the US, again, I don't know if it's worth traveling. I think that's like an 8-hour flight for some people. Um but if you're close and it's like a like I think Mexico City is more obtainable. Like I think when I checked for a flight for Mexico City, it was like 600 bucks and it was like a 4-hour flight round trip. Um which is probably cheaper than going to Seattle, honestly. Uh, like that felt like, oh, that would be a nice weekend trip. Um, because you're still doing both at the same time, assuming that they have somebody curate like they did for Seoul. I know mm-hmm. there are a couple Niantic Korean employees, and I'm sure they curated that experience. I will be interested to see if they're able to curate it for each of the Safari Zones moving forward. If that becomes a standard part of this event, that makes Safari Zones, honestly, much more interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I think 
I think there was maybe an identity crisis with Safari Zones of like, okay, like come to this area and hang out, but also the shiny rate's not as good. And mm-hmm. it's not yeah. as like I think making them more different than a GoFest is only a good thing. Cause if you're advertising like Safari Zone Soul or Safari Zone Goyang, but it's only this specific part of Goyang. <laughs> right. Like you're not really exploring the city. Plus, like uh on like the technical side, I'm assuming Niantic can sell more tickets. Uh they don't have everyone focused in one place and have the tower disaster that they normally have when people are focused in one place yeah yeah as petty as that tweet was for like hey if you don't have a ticket please don't come to this las vegas park and then people were like well no i'm definitely gonna come because niantic told me not to it's like yeah but there's nothing there for you like you you can't see any (laughs) spawns yeah yeah Yeah. as much you're gonna get nothing that can be criticized uh it really meant well i guess (laughs) it was kind of important for everyone involved like you're wasting your own time but you're also hurting the players that are here for everybody else yeah yeah i don't know how else you word that it was very petty though and there was like a small part of me that's like i kind of like petty niantic (laughs) i i don't know that there's that petty. I think a lot of times people will read pettiness into the most basic of communications. Mm-hmm. Like, there's like simply saying there is nothing here for you because you didn't buy a ticket is an exchange of actually the reality. <laughs> and people will be like, well, How dare you? How dare you tell me where I can and cannot go? What is this all about? It's like, no, literally, there's nothing here for you. This You can go to a place where you'll get better cell service and get the same spawns. I mean, you, you'll you get spawns if you're elsewhere. You won't get spawns <laughs> right. if you're you there. Get spawns <laughs> if you're here. And people get, like, so mad about stating reality sometimes because it's in print form and they're <laughs> going to read it with whatever angry tone that they have. Mm-hmm. It's like... I can't make it next week. Oh, you hate me. Like, this no, is why I use lots I of emojis. This is why I lots, use lots of emojis in personal communications. Because text this is why I don't, because I like difficult. sewing chaos. <laughs> yeah, that, that Niantic tweet needed more emojis. For sure. <laughs> it, it needed the cry eyes one and the hands oh yeah 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 please don't hate us <laughs> the the first day i i i think i traded maybe with one person or maybe not at all i don't remember but that was my worry that's kind of like the 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 bummer of the mm. the city experience is you know you kind of have to stand at a hub if you want to do that kind of stuff uh because when people are, are moving about it's it's a lot harder to tell who's playing pokemon go or who's not because they're just like looking at their phone obviously the people with the eevee or the pikachu hats you can be like oh they're playing pokemon go but when you're in like when you're when you're in like a park you know everyone there is playing right i mean when i was in new york i just looked for the yellow uh lanyard the l- yellow wrist strap around people's mm. wrists with the plus plus oh, that sure, was actually sure. everywhere but uh, today, this was the second day, I I started at the hotel and then I 
I went through, um, like, a, like I said, I went through an area I didn't go through before and I did all that. And then I came back to the hotel because there was a restaurant by the hotel and it had a huge line. It was a breakfast restaurant. It had a huge line. I was like, it has to be good. Look how long this line is. I came back. There was no line. I was like, cool. So I went in. It was an egg sandwich. They put cabbage on it. That was not cool. I took that off. And then Ooh, they, they put, what? they put corn in the rice, which I don't know what Korea's this obsession what? with that is good. corn. I was like, whatever. So they made the sandwich in front of me. It was cool. It was like this old Korean lady and she's just slamming sandwiches as quickly as possible. So I get the sandwich. I'm like, perfect. I missed breakfast. I started stream light, got the sandwich, walked over. And then uh, like a Korean dude taps me on the shoulder and he's like, trade, trade. And I was like, yeah, cool. He was like American. I was like, yeah, I'm American. And of course, like I knew what was coming. It was like, first it was bouffant. I was like, no, nah. I put up the little X. X was like, no, nah, don't got the bouffant. Then it was like the Tauros. No, nah, I don't got the Tauros. Uh, Klefki. You don't nope. save enough things to trade. I didn't know because I traded all <laughs> of my bouffant while I was in Japan and I haven't been to back to New York. Mm. Uh, I, I Did I tell the story? My last bouffant I traded to this little kid and he was probably five or six years old and his parents were walking. They were leaving worlds. He was like swinging ab- between them and he had uh, he had like a notebook with him. And there was a picture of a bouffant that he drew very poorly, but I knew it was bouffant. And it was, <laughs> it said looking for. And I was like, oh man, I have a bouffant. And I ended up trading him a bouffant for like, just like literally like a scraggy or something. He didn't have anything good because we've already talked about this. Children do not have good trades ever. I was like, I just no. want this kid to have a bouffant. He's like five years old. He drew a picture of bouffant. So I traded him the bouffant. And then his parents seemed way more excited than he was. And then uh, he, and then he spoke no English the entire time. And then as he was walking away, he turned around and he said, see you later in perfect English. <laughs> that was my last bouffant. So I haven't been back to New York to stock up on bouffant. Um, I had some Toros. So we went through like all the trades. I don't even remember why I ended up trading this guy. And then I turned around and there was a line of Korean people. This is what happened in Goyang. One dude stops me for a trade. And because I'm like one of the very few white dudes here, I have a line of Mm -hmm. Korean people as I'm holding this sandwich. I'm like, I just want to eat. I love trading, but this is like the worst timing in the entire world. So (laughs) then I went through like four people, um, four or five people. There was more people, but I think when they they were overhearing me say like, no, I'm out of Bouffalant. No, I don't have Halucha. Mm -hmm. They were like peering off but i ended up trading um three or four people and then i finally got to my sandwich it was cold um and then what was even crazy is i went back to the hub at the very end of the day after eight hours because my hotel's there and one of the girls who traded with me earlier found me again and we did another trade together so that was kind of unreal that was just like like i went to go add her and she was like no we're already friends and i was like I don't remember eight hours ago, but <laughs> she traded me a slow poke, a shiny slow poke with a hat. And she was awesome. She was nice. She was great. Uh, and I don't even know what I, I traded her, but she was super excited to get whatever she, she got. So the trading stuff worked out for me. That's like one of my favorite things to do is to trade. But like I it seemed harder without like just standing at a hub and like asking people. The fact mm-hmm. that there were hubs does help, though. The city experience in New York at GoFest in New York didn't have hubs like that, and so the only real easy place to trade was in the park, except it was 
uh, New York Go Fest said the whole city was full of very obvious Pokemon trainers. So there was <laughs> yeah. that aside, but the hubs help. It sounds like. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I I, I f- would maybe like want one or two extra hubs. Um, there were no charging stations. There was no like restrooms, but uh, like there were the obvious restrooms, like. There were restrooms there, but not like porta potties or something Niantic put up. Um, there were no team tents at all. The Goyang location for Safari Zone did have team tents. It was like kind of minimal. When I say hubs, it makes it sound like fancy. There was just like a support tent, a tent that handed out hats, and then like a staff tent, and then like a couple standees for picture opportunities. And there was that photo bus at the my hotel, and then there was the photo opportunity on top of soul tower weren't there like posters and banners on all of the buildings too though yeah 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 they did there were some in your photos it sounded it looked like there was just sort of this area that was pokemon covered yeah that was the second area that was like that little town area so there was like um i can't remember what the second area is called but it had a courtyard and they decked out the courtyard with ev posters and ev designs but that was like their theme so I, I kind of wish the areas were more different. Like they were different enough of like you'd want to see them all. But it was like also very easy for a person to like enjoy the whole experience without visiting any of the hubs. Also, there was like 70 EV stops or like to get you between stuff. But once you hit seven, they didn't really matter because they were just mm. there to guide you. Um, and then they did work with Campfire. So if you had trouble seeing where they were like anytime you were at a flower thing you could definitely see one two or three more flowers that you would walk to um but if you couldn't see it because of the confetti or because of accessibility purposes if you went to campfire you could zoom in and out and they were clearly labeled on campfire which was really nice it was like a re like i had no problem seeing them in the in the go map but Mm -hmm. the night before you could like kind of scout out and like plan your way on campfire i'm not sure how many people ended up using campfire but i'm glad they did that because i could imagine somebody being like i can't see the next flower and i'm not sure which way to go that Hmm. sounds really helpful did they just show up as how did they show up on campfire if there were stops and not gyms they they showed up as like little like pink cubes um on campfire so they were very different than gyms so you could see them all like if you zoomed out there was just so many of them that's really helpful, actually. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, it was. It, that was that was really cool. So, so yeah, I I, I think this is you know <laughs> shiny rate aside or or Pokemon selection aside. Like I personally didn't find any of the Pokemon that exciting. Like a lot of Gen One, um, you know, th- things things I already had. Like all the unknown letters, I think were probably exciting for some people. But like I've been yeah. to so many events that unknowns are not exciting for me anymore. That's just personal. Um, but I think like Pokemon spawns aside, like that's always going to be a preference. Shiny stuff, that's always going to be RNG. I can't really say too much negative about the event besides like I wish I had more EV opportunities. <laughs> uh, you could maybe say like uh, maybe more exclusive raids or anything, but Moltres being its first or second weekend in Pokemon Go was like exciting enough for me, and Guzzlord was a brand new shiny, so that was exciting enough for me. So like those two alone were were still like. Didn't make it feel like, oh, 
Here we go, Lugia and Ho-Oh again. <laughs> mm -hmm. Look at all Gen 2 double combo. Collect all two. So yeah, and uh, and again, I think I think it's nice to have a city experience to be like, what are we doing for lunch today? Oh, we went to that food truck yesterday, so I guess let's try this food truck. Did we did we talk about the show how uh, in Vegas where um, because it that park was kind of not near anything, they had like a bunch of food trucks, but the food truck mm -hmm. lines were so long there was a subway across the street. So I was like, I'm just gonna get subway. But the subway wasn't expecting this influx of people. So they literally ran out of bread at the subway during this event. And they were like, we won't mm -hmm. have bread for like two hours. <laughs> so your option was subway, uh -oh. which had no bread for a period of time. A McDonald's, which was like a 20 minute walk from the park or food trucks. Those were like your only options in that area. So having a city experience of being like, there are unlimited restaurants we can go to. <laughs> unlimited yeah. restaurants, unlimited bathrooms. It's nice when Niantic doesn't have to be the provider for all of those things. Yeah. And it also helps when you have a city experience, you don't feel like, oh, I have to wake up and then take like an Uber 20 minutes. I can just like wake up and start playing exactly where I am and work yeah. my way towards mm -hmm. a hub versus the Las Vegas thing. You bus through Boston. Yeah. Well, again, the Las Vegas thing was Hoenn tour. It wasn't a safari zone, but the Las Vegas thing, there was little to no public transportation. There was a very tiny parking lot that if you did have a car, you could park in. And then it was like six o'clock came, the event ended, and now 400 Ubers are trying to pick up all these people and trying to like get in and out of this parking lot and get people out because they're... And so, I, I, of course, in Seoul, tons of transit everywhere. Also a super walkable city. Um, so, again, in like the logistics of an event, I don't think I've been so positive <laughs> on Niantic. <laughs> uh, but yeah, good for them. I think, I think they, they really killed it. Um, there's just like a bunch of like little things, of course, of like, uh, I wish you could do five lucky trades like a little bit past the event because, you know, what if you're sitting down to dinner and you're like, oh, I, I didn't use two of my trades. Let's, let's trade right now. Um, mm -hmm. So there's just like little things like that, that they, they could just do better in general, not specific to this event. They're getting better with, I think, all of the in-person events. Yeah. It seems like just each of them continues improving. That was that little dip for Vegas, I but hope you know. so. <laughs> well, yes, but that was also the first in-person tour. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I don't know, if they wanted to be more money-grabby, they could have put Eevee or something else in raids. They didn't decide to do that, but I'm sure if they needed to make oodles of more money, they could have just stuck something in it. So I wonder if there's like unknown or feeling less special so let's make a new pokemon feel special and we're gonna make that eevee with a hat maybe but also this seems very safari zone specific yeah so i At wonder least for now i wonder if it's like uh in two years the eevee will be spawning in the wild but there'll be a different pokemon with a hat exclusive to stops like Gotta just, keep it exciting somehow. Right. You just rotate out the excitement. Um, so yeah, uh, good event. 
There's also um, for everyone else. There's a trick or treat event. I just wanted to bring that up. Um, there are uh, starting in October. You'll be able to purchase tricks of treat, which I think is a new thing they're doing. I don't think they've done anything like this before. For five dollars, you'll be able to access bonus and a total of four ticket exclusive timed research. Time research expires. This is bad. I think we're all in agreement that if you pay for something, it shouldn't just disappear, but it can. Correct. Um, this one's a little better in that the timed research doesn't expire until the end of the month. Yeah. So it's at least longer. So but, the f- yeah. following bonuses will be available every single day from the moment you purchase the ticket to uh, October 31st, which is 1.5 additional XP for your first catch, 1.5 additional Stardust for your first catch, um, and then the first part is from now until the end of the month. So you got time, uh, which is, uh, giving you three premium raid passes. The part two will start Tuesday, October 12th, and that will give you a mossy lure, additional encounters with pumpkaboo. I keep saying and more. I don't know what the and more is. Uh, the third part will be October 19th through the 31st. That will give you two incubators and an additional counter with Phantom. And then part four, which will be October 26th at the end of the month. Three silver pin apps, two super incubators, two rare candy, more encounters with Mistrevis and Phantom, and more. So, um, The yeah. and more, at least for the first part, appears to be TMs and XP. Got it. Yeah, the the, the surprise. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think if you're playing every day, maybe it's worth $5. Um, I don't know. It's tough. It's not the worst uh, $5 you'll ever spend in Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's not it's the not best. It's not as good as sleep doing a free box every day for most of the season. Uh, but it is at least a daily thing for the month that's yeah. a little fun. I don't so. know. They've got a lot of research going on right now, which is very nice, especially compared to the first half of the year where there was almost no research to do and almost nothing to do for a lot of the time. Yeah, most of night. Well, who knows if we're going to get Mimi Q this month, but m- most of Niantic's Halloween stuff is usually well received. Yes, I really hope they change the map up again this year. Making the map all Halloween themed last year was wonderful. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, they're down 200 employees, so <laughs> who knows? That's true. Who knows? Well, I mean, it doesn't take much to copy paste. So. That's true. Control C, Control You'd V. think. They learned Control it from C, Game Freak. Um, yeah, I didn't think I'd be so positive about Safari Zone, but here we are. Uh, minus the cost. It was. Traveling to Seoul. The travel cost. Yeah, the travel cost. The travel cost. Yeah, I would not want to pay what I saw Niantic had to pay to get me out here. So (laughs) They also waited last minute, so that was on on them. (laughs) That's that's on them. (laughs) Like a week to go. Hey, you want to go to Korea? Yeah, sure. (laughs) Make the best of it, I guess. Um, All right. uh, I think that's our episode. Uh, Thanks for listening. Thanks for making it to the end. Uh, if you are watching on YouTube, uh, comment if you're going to go to Barcelona or Mexico, or if you would go to Safari Zone in general. After what I said, maybe that changed your thoughts. 
Um, I'm sure this will not be the last three Safari Zones. I'm sure Niantic has plenty of Safari Zones probably planned for next year. So. Gotta I, work with the cities to get those in place. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure they're planned. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm sure cities are like, please give us your tourism. <laughs> please, we need it. Uh, all right, well, thank you, Greg. Thank you, Hannah. Uh, I will... Uh, be in my normal place next week so this has been another episode of the pokemon podcast and we are super effective about to solve some puzzles with detective pikachu if i can find the game This podcast is brought to you by Patreon. A huge shout out to our Patreon supporters, starting with Kay, Catherine, Stuart, Tony, Matthew, Brady, Jessica, Spencer, Brian, Bovine, Stephen, Chris, Josh, Fumes, and Yarny. Thank you all for your support. And if you too would like to support us on Patreon, you can head over to patreon.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T. Thanks for all your support. Thanks for listening. And we will see you next week.